I'm Julie Podowitz, CEO and founder of Grow Your Occupancy. Our passion is helping senior living providers maximize sales efforts and increase revenue. Join me as I chat with industry leaders who share their tips and strategies, and we'll have some fun along the way. Hi, and welcome back to the latest edition of Grow Your Occupancy podcast. I am Danny Merlino with Grow Your Occupancy, and today I have Matt Paxton with me. Matt is one of the top downsizing and decluttering experts in the entire country. He is the host of the two-time Emmy-nominated series Legacy List with Matt Paxton on PBS, and you probably recognize him from the famous hit television show Hoarders, which has been running for 15 seasons now. Matt is also the author of the best-selling book, Keep the Memories, Lose the Stuff. So Matt started cleaning out houses after his father, stepfather, and both grandfathers all passed away in the same year. So he's been working with families who have been struggling with hoarding and downsizing for the past 20 years. Matt and his wife live in Georgia, and this is for another podcast, but they have seven children. (laughs) Welcome, Matt. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Yeah, it's great to have you on here. I just want to point out to everybody that I did not meet you on an episode of Hoarders. Correct. (laughs) Okay, just throwing that out there. (laughs) I met you at the Smash conference. Smash, yeah. Yeah, it was awesome. It was pretty, I got to do the keynote at Smash and it was a, just a whirlwind of introductions into the community. It was awesome. Yeah, so great keynote speaker. You know, I attend a lot of these conferences and I pick and choose, um, you know, what keynotes I I want to attend. And I, you know, kind of followed somebody into your keynote. No idea that it was you. And I'm sitting there and I'm talking to my colleague and I'm like, hey, that guy looks familiar because I missed your introduction. And she's like, yeah, from Hoarders. And I'm like, no, that's not it. Like, I think I know him. And she's like, Danny, they just did his introduction. He's from Porter's. And I was like, oh, cool. I met him. It, it, most people, it takes them a while to like realize why they know me. They're like, did you know my sister? Did you go, did I go to church with you or college? With, like, people don't, and I'll be like, no, I'm literally on the TV show that you watch. And they're like, no, no. And then like people okay. get it about 10, 10 minutes into the, into the keynote. And they're like, oh, I know who you are. Yeah. 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 So, you know, I really thought your keynote was going to be about your the tv show hoarders and you know how to downsize and you know stay away from from being a hoarder but there were some really awesome takeaways for the senior living industry for the space and my biggest takeaway was when you started talking about i'm going to say your theory of oldest adult daughters yes the oad yeah you asked this I don't know how many people do you think were in that room? It was 500. It was 500 people in the room. Okay. And okay. I, I, I said, hey, everybody, how many of you are? I said, our customer is the oldest adult daughter. And I guess we should say real quick, the reason we even talked about this was my topic was actually more about um, what am I learning from your prospects in their house? Because I'm in their house with them for sometimes a week, two weeks, cleaning out their house before they've made the decision on where they're going. And so I had been challenged with, hey, tell us what the what our prospects are saying about us before they choose a community. 
And so I said, well, look, there's two customers. It's the oldest adult daughter and it's their mom. And my presentation was about how those two women are in charge of really everything, to be honest, but how much they've changed over the last 25 years. And so I just said, hey, man, for fun here, how many of you are the oldest adult daughter? And there's 500 people in the room. And what would you say? How many raised their hand? Oh, God, 80%? Yeah. Yeah. It was yeah. three, yeah, 350 people. I mean, it yeah. was, it was shocking. Like I always knew that as a theory, but to have that immediate response and the whole room is looking at each other, hands raised. And they're just like, Oh man, a couple of the guys were like, well, I'm actually the oldest adult daughter as well. You know? And it's like, well, yeah. The, and the thing with their, that role is who's in charge of the decisions period. And that, and then what's really been interesting is the women that did that. When I started cleaning 25 years ago, they were the oldest adult daughter for their moms now they're the mom and i'm moving them into the community mm -hmm. and i've known them for 25 years and i've had their trust for 25 years so we, we you know we really do learn a lot from these from these old stuff daughters and i think that's what was so surprising about the the keynote it was not about hoarding it was not about beanie babies right uh, there there were a couple jokes about the uh about the tumblers that everybody carries right but, all uh, the collateral we send yes yeah but at the end of the day, it was amazing. Like, man, we are marketing to ourselves. Like, how interesting is that? You know, and are we actually marketing the way we would we would want to be marketed to? And we're not. Yeah, I agree. I, we're not at all. I mean, it's amazing to me. So one of the questions I asked for those that didn't hear the keynote, um, I asked, I, you know, I used to ask, what did you do during the war? Because 20 right. years ago, my clients all worked during the war. And now I ask, well, did you go to Woodstock? And it's a big difference of a person, right? Those are different and grandmas. Different grandmas. And we're marketing to grandma one that, uh -huh. that worked somewhere during the war, during World War II. And that woman's now 95. That is not our customer anymore. We're now marketing to 65 and 45, but we're still treating them as if they're 95 and they're delicate and they're angels. And, and that's not right. And so I really tried to go at that pretty openly. And I, you know, it was risky because I didn't know if it'd be received well or not. And I think everyone forgets that we, you know, we put these cotton gloves on and we try to be so delicate and perfect and angelic and, and that's just not who our clients are anymore. Yeah. Yeah. They're great women. Don't get me wrong. They're amazing, powerful, incredible women, but you know, they don't work in the factory. Now they own the factory or they're the Correct. CEO of the factory. Correct. And we need to treat, treat them as so. You know? Correct. And, and the, the oldest adult daughter is a totally different type than, than 25 years ago. You threw up that slide of everything that goes through oh, the oldest adult yeah. daughter's mind throughout a course of a day. And I was like, I'm the oldest adult daughter. I'm also the oldest adult granddaughter. So when I saw that list, I was like, oh, that is my day. What time do I pick up the kids? Did I get my presentation done? I have this meeting. I need to still do laundry. Up this did, assistant living yeah. is calling me because I forgot to call them back. And it's just Yeah, it's did insane. I forget? Did I forget my anniversary? Like right? you think about the roles that the oldest of the daughter has to take care of. And you know, it's it's everything in the home because the daughter was all the, the wife was already historically and incorrectly burdened with all of that, right? But they still are. And yet now they have full-time careers. They're still taking, and they take care of their children at a much higher rate than than our parents did. I'm, I'm 49 my mom went to work, was like, good luck. Yeah. Right. And now I'm like, man, I don't even let my kids pour milk unless Correct. I'm there to supervise, right? I mean, like it has changed, right? So you think of how much more stuff 
this person is in charge of. And then you put the entire caregiving journey and the selection of where mom's going to move to and the burden and the anxiety of, am I putting mom in the right place or should I take her at home? And can she afford it? And what happens if she runs out of money? Like it becomes this whirlwind tornado of emotions. And we're trying to say, Hey, here's more tips. Here's more tips. And we're trying to give them more information. And that's like the last thing that our clients or prospects need is more. They need less. Well, they're also doing their own research. So they actually don't need us to be email, email blasting them, you know, top 10 signs of dementia. Like they know. They know they could write half of our, they could yeah. write half our collateral. And, and if you're using a bunch of outside vendors, they might be getting the same talking points from your competitors. Right. So you have to be really, really careful. Right. So what's, what's the best way to approach uh, to approach me. To approach you. Okay. So one is being available when you need to be available. Right. I am, you know, you gotta be, cause they're doing the research at night. That's when the research is done or at four or at 1230. Right? What happens at 1230 lunch break? What happens at four on a Friday? I mean, for me, I, it's funny. I mean, on the downsizing side of my business, I mean, yes, I'm on TV, but I still help people clean houses for, for years and I still do. And my volume was always on Friday at four. I had, you know, my team wanted to leave the office on Friday. And I was like, no, dude, that's when the phone's going to ring. So yeah. we would say, stop working on Wednesday. That's pointless. No one's calling you in the afternoon on, on Wednesday. They're going, they got football, soccer, all that stuff. Right. Yeah. But we found that from four to six on a Friday afternoon, that's when we got our most hits on our website. And that's when we got our most emails. Um, I'll tell you a little trick that, and this is the point of this is just to, to remember Hey, be available to your client the way they are. We get a lot of emails in the morning that are AOL email addresses. And for those that don't remember, American Online, it's a long time ago. Um, but we jokingly call that attention old ladies, AOL, all right? American okay. Online. And so when we get an email from AOL, we know that that's an immediate call. Like pick up the phone within 10 minutes because they're probably still at their desk. Mm -hmm. And they're not gonna, they're not going to check their email for another four or five days. I mean, Correct. Email they're going to constantly check it. They're checking on the phone, but AOL, well, I mean, they're not checking that email till like next Tuesday, right? Yeah. And so you got to call them right away. So I'm not saying that my oldest daughter is on AOL because she's not. But what I will tell you is, however that person reach out, reaches out to you, you need to communicate the way they want to receive that communication. So is it phone call? Is it uh, text? Is it you know, email, like, and I ask him straight up, how do you want to be communicate with you? And do you want me to communicate with the rest of your family? And I ask him right away, who all is involved? That's in my initial intake. Because what if they've got four other family members they have to update? Right. Right now, right. I mean, I, I'm very clear. I say, hey, how much information you want me to give you and how much information you want me to give to all your brothers and sisters? And I find out what that level of communication is. And so then I take care of that for my prospect, not my client, my prospect because they're not my client yet, but I'm going to continue to help them communicate with their family because that's just one more thing I can take off of their plate. And that's and then they start to cool. trust me, right? They start right. to trust me. And eventually they will look, I mean, I'm old school. Like if you treat this person like a family member and you treat them really, really well, the right client will come to you. You'll get the client. And so I probably spend a little more on the prospect than most would. But I don't do an enormous amount of print. I don't do an enormous amount of, of email campaigns because I, I also get re, my referral is 75% of my business. It's good service 
from the last person, right? And I call them trust partners. So I'm really, really big on, on working with my trust partners, whether it be a placement agency, whether it be a, um, a like a, um, I mean, like Oasis placement, right? We might work with yeah. them or we might, might work with um, someone from Alka, a life care manager, or I might work with a realtor, uh, not any realtor, but more, I tend to work with like um, real estate professionals. I, like Keller Williams is a great group for us because they have a group of subgroup of realtors, a community that works really specifically with downsizing death and divorce. And so all they focus on is downsizing. And so for us, we spend a lot of time with them, but our point is that we get so connected and so um, we come together with our with those trust partners to the community so that when uh, we get a referral it doesn't really matter who the referral comes to it can come to the realtor it can come to the care manager it can come to the home uh like the home care specialist like whoever in my group of, i call them trust partners we're all going to help each other and we meet almost daily now like oh i got a new prospect for you matt this one's going to be more for you you take the lead on this one or oh hey the realtor this one's gonna be a little more for you you take the lead on this one and we work together but it's all about working with that family and helping them as easily as possible. And then if, they, if we are the right fit, we'll get them. And if we're not, that's okay. We weren't, but they'll still tell people that we treated them well. I love the terminology of trust partners that yeah. makes everything um, less of a, a business transaction, you know, because in our industry, we use, you know, referral. Yeah. Right. Like, we got a referral from somebody, but very rarely do you see it, the collaboration piece of all these different agencies yeah. working together to help somebody. I mean, I, I preach this word and I preach this, the I'm intentionally using that word. I preach that this is a, this is a business and the commerce is trust. Mm -hmm. This is, if you don't have trust, you have nothing else. And if you lose their trust, you're done. It's over. Yeah. Like, don't spend another penny. If you've lost their trust, it is over. Apologize and move on. Yeah. And so for us, it's all about earning that trust and keeping it. And, and if you do that, you've got a customer for life because the oldest adult daughter, by the way, is in charge of four transactions for you, not one. They've got, I mean, think about it. Like, let's do the, I, mean, I think I, I think I talked about something in the keynote. I mean, you've got, if oldest adult daughter is 45, mm -hmm. she's still dealing with and this is this is I'm in the South, so these numbers are a little skewed, right? But mathematically, she's still dealing with she's she's 45. She's dealing with her 65 to 75 year old mom. Uh -huh. She might also be dealing with her 90, you know, 90 to 95 year old grandma. Correct. Right. And she's dealing with her 25 year old daughter who just got out of college and is going to start another family as well. Yeah. And who is your who is your oldest daughter in training? Yep. And then think about that. Grandma passes away, everybody moves up a notch, and then the next daughter comes in, right? And it's a lifelong connection. And I know that sounds silly, but that's what this business is about. It's about staying in. And, and, and then you get into the real definition of this is, well, like, you know, we're in a high turnover industry, you know? And so for me, if I build on the B2B side of this, if I build a, a connection with my trust partner, I got to know that they're staying at the community, Right. Or that they're staying at the placement services or they're staying. And, and the funny thing is a lot of the people in my trust partners group, they might they might transition. Like, I mean, I, I'll tell you that there's a person on the TV show that I'm on Legacy List uh, with Matt Paxton. Um, it's a great show, by the way, if you haven't seen it. I mean, I'm biased. I'm, I'm on it and I, and I write it, but um, so I'm clearly biased, but it's a wonderful show. And the, the woman on that show uh, is a woman that used to be a social worker. That I worked with. Then I hired her as a move manager. Then 
she when I she ended up staying and became like the head move manager of the business that I sold, and then she moved over to work at a community, and now she is the or no excuse me, then she was the realtor, the preferred realtor for the community, and now she's working with the community as a move-in specialist. She's had four careers, all within that, but she stayed in my trust partner, mm-hmm. right? And so yes, they're moving around, but you got to make sure when you when you align yourself with these partners that they're going to stay in that group because. Right. You don't want to spend two years on someone and then they're like, peace out. I'm going to work. Yeah. Yeah. Agree. City you have to start all over again. Oh, uh, and I know that's an, that's an issue in the synergy, but I, but I, I found that if you really work together and you really focus on that core group of people, um, and then of course we all focus on the customer. If we do that, we typically stay longer because we're better paid and we enjoy, we're happier and we enjoy our jobs more. Right. Absolutely. Thank you, Matt. I appreciate you sharing your experience and insights with all of us. Check out part two of this conversation with Matt, where we will be talking about the importance of storytelling and why we should be making a place for it in senior living.